Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Roisin. And welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. This podcast is all about how improving your physical fitness can help support you on your very own fertility journey. I'm a personal trainer who specializes in training women with fertility problems. I myself have PCOS and have had two beautiful boys, and I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Before we get into it, we will be discussing adult themes such as where do babies come from, pregnancy loss and bereavement. We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, lighthearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. In this week's show, we are talking about why September can be a fantastic time to reflect and restart. And I have to say, personally, I do love September. I love the weather. It's not too hot, not too cold, nice light. And I do quite like the back to school feeling. It's like a fresh start for me. It is. And for many people, it is. Since I had the girl, September has become my new January. I tend to set goals in September to achieve by Christmas. So if I've got any weight loss goals or something that I want to achieve or add in, for example, this September, I'm adding in some Pilates because I actually I, I want to do some more stretching. I just think it's a really good point in the year to go for it. It's really manageable. Got four or five months. And then after Christmas, I'm starting again in January to go to the summer which tend to be things like getting in shape for the summer holiday and things like that yeah i would say that i have two kind of goal setting points in the year the first is september and the second is january it also means you don't have the weight of all of that responsibility january one when you're going to be depressed anyway well firstly i love this idea because you've broken the year up into two parts honestly i do not like january Anyone that knows me or has listened for a long time will know I am an introvert. You know, I like Maria time. January for me is is not a great time. I don't like the pressure. I don't like forced fun. I don't like forced fitness. The January star of now you have to get fit and you have to maintain it for a whole year. So I like this idea of splitting it into two. September start and the January continuation. It does. And it cuts the year more or less in half and gives you the summer off if you do it right. But when you were saying about January, you're absolutely right. When you think about coming into the Christmas period, you will be inundated pretty much you know, after Halloween with food ads, things that you have to buy, what to consume, you know, the kind of pressure ratchets off <laughs> to a frenzy. But then it seems that the tap this suddenly is turned off. There you are, January 1. You must get back. And it's very difficult because you spend like two months being more or less off the wagon. When you split the year up, you have a couple of wins by December. And that puts you really in a good place because then you can go, well, you know, what? I've achieved my goals. I have a few weeks off over the Christmas period. With this being a fitness and fertility podcast, so when Roshan and I were discussing all of this, one of the things we're very aware of is that it's not just a fitness journey, it's a fertility journey as well. And it can be very long and very time consuming. So what we're keen to support everybody with is working through the fertility aspects by setting small manageable goals that turn into habits starting in September because September is a great time to start. So it might be you're managing your doctor's appointments, the meds, the psychological trauma, the PTSD, the negative pregnancy tests. All of that is a massive weight that you're carrying around all the time. So when we were talking about it, we were saying it would be fabulous to help you, the listeners, develop these healthy habits to help you manage the fitness, but also the, the load of the fertility journey. And a good way to do that is to have the fresh start in September. And from there, reflect on 
small habits that you could bring in every month from September through to December, January, that will allow you to kind of healthily and safely navigate this fitness and fertility journey. Change is small, so the habits have to be small. This is very important in this plan. I'm sure mm -hmm. when you started trying for a baby, you would have had to make a number of changes in your life. How did you go about it? I went about this by picking very small but significant changes that I could make one at a time. And we have talked about this in earlier episodes, but these are just little nudges that push you in the right direction. You cannot change massive things all at once. You're okay for a week and then you might make it into week two, but then it just becomes too difficult. So I identified goals. I identified things that would help me on my own fertility journey. And then I figured out just little changes that I could bring in slowly over time. And I gradually introduced these small changes. For me, it was things like reducing my sugar. It was increasing uh, my cardio. It was maintaining my BMI in that kind of healthy range, but I didn't massively change everything quickly. It was the nutrition for me was the biggest one, cutting out all the, the kind of, you know, the refined, delicious sugar that our brains love. So, you know, things like switching to dark chocolate instead of the Cadbury's. Cadbury's is my nemesis. Just simple things like bringing in more leafy greens. Again, it sounds really silly and it sounds really obvious, but it is a bit of an effort. If you're not used to eating broccoli with every meal, you have to build it in. I just very gradually brought in small changes, all of which were nudges in the right direction. And I just broke it down little by little. This is one thing that could be done from September moving forward. So just to gradually build in small changes month by month. With any change, I think we're all really motivated at the beginning. Just, we want to do it all. So we want to go in and make sure they're only eating like 800 calories a day. We're going to go to the gym every single morning. We're going to run 10,000 steps as a basic. Vast majority of people do not hold that position for longer than three weeks. Why? Because it's a punishment. What you're doing to yourself is a punishment. Gradual inclusion of small achievable goals. Month one, what I'm going to do is I'm going to replace anything white on my plate with brown stuff. So any rices, mm. potatoes, chips, stuff like that had to be replaced with brown rice and sweet potato. That's month one. I really like that because it's simple. You're not weighing. You're not measuring. You are not doing anything weird and fancy. You are just changing the color of your food for a much healthier option. I love the simplicity of that. The idea is you start in September. Psychologically, it's a good time to start. It's kind of inbuilt from school. And what you're doing is gradually just building in one habit at a time. Very small, very easy, very simple to do. And every month you add in a new thing. And the idea is this then leads to long-term change in a very simple and doable way. If you had four habits that you would want your clients to implement between now and the end of the year, what are those four habits? So the advice I would give clients, anyone signing up with me between now and December would be, bearing in mind this is a fitness and a fertility journey, to bring in some physical elements, some nutrition elements, but also some kind of mindful and stress lowering elements between now and December. So in September, I would start with just getting the body moving. Hopefully you've got all those kind of excited, new start feelings going on and you're happy to get up and get moving. So in September, I would start by adding a squat into your daily routine. You could start with anything between six to 10 squats. It could even just be once a day just to get you going. And this is a really good way to use a lot of the muscles in your body 
when you get better at the squat, when you're more comfortable with the squat, you can then start adding in overhead aspects to the squat as well. You can do a squat and press. And what I'll do is I'll put examples of all of these on Instagram, but the squat would be a great way to start in September. September squats, got the same letters. You know, it's a good one to do. Why not? And it's also wonderful for flexibility as well. A whole body exercise. Do a few squats. You will start to feel a gentle burn kind of in the quads, which are the front of your legs. Do a little bit into the burn, but not too much. If you've got any pain, you know, stop. We don't want anyone getting injured, but just start. Just try and get as low as you can. Your flexibility should improve as we go through and just start squatting in September. September squats. And we will be doing them as well. Oh, we we will. Yeah, absolutely. September squats, stick them on the Instagram and it will be a brilliant whole body exercise. So focus on squats for September. That would be my first piece of advice. As we then move into October, I think it'd be a really good time to start looking at nutrition because autumn is coming. So, you know, we need to prepare for winter. We need vitamin D is going to be dropping down, for example, with the lack of sunlight. So as we move into October, a really good, nice, simple October goal would be to try and eat your rainbow. And for people who are listening, thinking, what, what does eat a rainbow mean? All this means is try and have as many colors on your plate as you possibly can. So this is one of the things I'm working on myself at the minute. So um, actually this evening I went to the shop and I bought myself an aubergine. I love aubergine. Okay, this is my current favorite. I was going to say vegetable, technically it's fruit, but I love aubergine. And I bought multicolored tomatoes. So I bought my yellow and my red. I have my broccoli. I have my mange too. I have my asparagus. Then what I'm doing is I'm cooking them all. I'm making some kind of, you know, Buddha bowl and I'm eating them for my dinner. But you're absolutely right. We are deprived of vitamin D. So try and get in as many colors as possible. But again, it, this is progressive. You might start October week one. You're going to just try the reds and then add the yellows and then add purple spreading broccoli or whatever you want to do. Just add them in. You'll find the ones that you like and find the ones that mightn't stick with. But that's fine. As long as it's progressive, really, at this point, you're getting quite good with those squats, aren't you? You're going to be, be able to start loading oh, up yeah. some weight. Yeah, you should be bracing your core. So your core should be getting stronger. Your legs should be getting stronger. You might be getting some nice muscle tone going on. Remember, you're not going to suddenly bulk up, you know, like we said before, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're just talking about nice, lean muscle. You might feel a bit more comfortable in your jeans, etc. Now, with November... I would say we're going to go back to kind of fitness goal because we're eating a rainbow. We're doing well. I would suggest bringing in something more focused on the upper body because we've got the squats going on. Okay, so we've got the glutes, we've got the legs, we've got the core. A really good way to work on your upper body would be to have a go at push-ups. Now, you don't need to freak out and suddenly think, I've never been able to do a push-up. That's absolutely fine. Kneeling push-ups are absolutely amazing. Okay, they work your core, they work your upper body. So I would bring in, in November, push-ups, kneeling push-ups. You can do wall push-ups. You can do incline push-ups, decline push-ups. There are so many different variations you can do. But just start to bring those in. And again, even if you just work on doing three push-ups a day, okay? So do three push-ups a day for a couple of days. Then see if you can get to three and a half, four push-ups a day. Kneeling, wall, however it is you do it. So have a go at your squats. Try to keep eating a rainbow, even if it's just one meal a day where you're eating the rainbow. Okay, just try that. And then in November, start bringing in your upper body workouts, have a go at some push-ups. And then this way, you should be feeling quite good and quite strong. Yeah, because those legs are going to get good and strong because you've done September, you've Mm. done October, you've started to change your palate, which is key. I was never a vegetable eater. You know, if anything, I would have some fruit. But again, just for the sake of like things like your hair, your skin, your nails, not only just your your well-being Mm -hmm. and your weight and all of that kind of thing. 
Yeah, with the palate. So I've been working quite hard on my nutrition at the minute. It is definitely something I'm not good at. I've admitted many times, love my pizza, love my chocolate. So I've been working really hard on this. And for the first few days, I've been lowering my sugar and I've been lowering my carbs. This is just for me personally at the minute, but mainly to stop eating bagels all the time. Okay, so that was my downfall. The first couple of days were hard. I'm not going to lie. I was craving the chocolate. I was craving the carbs. But honestly, by the time I got to day four, it just became so, so much easier. And I've been going for about three weeks now. I'm eating tons of veg. I'm much lower carb. I do eat meat, so I'm eating white meat. I'm not eating a lot. Like I didn't have any tonight. Like I said before, I'm loving aubergine at the minute. I'm not craving the sugar anymore. It's bonkers, but it, it doesn't take very long. You just need to get over that hump. And then once you get over it, it's so much better. I'm snacking less because I'm not on the sugar. I'm not hungry. The sugar thing is real. So it, it's so it real. works, I promise. First of all, it's absolutely true about the three-day thing. Mm -hmm. I have tested this theory a million times because, you know, I'm forever resetting and restarting. <laughs> Three days is the hump. Mm -hmm. But suddenly day four, it just goes mm -hmm. away that the cravings start to ease. The second thing that happens is food starts tasting better. I know it sounds crazy, but if you are without sort of, I suppose, the artificial sugar, or the big sugary things, and you have an apple, you're thinking, my God, apples are so sweet. I guarantee this has happened to Maria because I'm looking at her now. Have you ever walked down after being without sugar for a while and walked down the aisle in a supermarket and the smell is overwhelming? Absolutely overwhelming. I did this today. So firstly on the apples, I've been eating three apples a day. They're the most incredible apples of my life. Every apple, like, I'm not joking. Every apple is the best apple. We haven't even planned this part of the conversation at all, but every apple I eat at the minute, I'm finishing going, that's the best apple I've ever had in my life. Honestly, no word of a lie. When you're being good, and I put down that I've finished that apple, and I've been genuinely sad that the apple yes. is finished. It's like, I, that was the best apple I've ever tasted. People are going to start thinking we're gone insane. We have not gone insane. Yeah. What we have done is we've replaced, yeah. our palate has changed to recognize it the has. joy of the simple apple because we're no longer crowding it out with the, the super, super sugary stuff. It's so true. It's so true. And like you say, Roisin, if you're really hungry, eat the apple. Eat I've the apple. the apple it's and such it's a tasted test. good. If you don't know about my test, my test is if you're not hungry enough to eat an apple, you're not hungry. You're bored. <laughs> or sad yep, you're, or you're lonely but you're certainly not hungry take me to december the sad happy month what a month now on a serious note roshan and i are both aware that december can be very triggering for a lot of people especially going through the fertility journey because let's be honest you've got christmas and it is obviously very kid focused so because obviously it's it's all based around children and it can be really really difficult for um, a lot of people the habit that i would bring in in december is a lovely calming stretch and flexibility routine not because i want you in the splits okay nobody wants that because i want you taking part in a nice relaxing mindful cortisol lowering stretch routine just to stretch the body to get you moving you've been doing those squats you've been doing those push-ups but really i want you to give yourself some headspace some nice mental health time where you can just focus on your body and in some ways maybe even just switch off from christmas if that's a difficult time for you so for me i would bring in some kind of flexibility stretching calming routine just to try and give yourself some nice calming time Maria. so for december when you are coming down i think it's a great month to do it and um, because there's already a lot going on as you've said 
what would be a stretch or set of stretches that you would recommend? In order to support your fertility journey, but also bring you hopefully some nice calm time, I would recommend particular stretches that increase blood flow to uterus and ovaries. So we've got things like the glute bridge. We've got things like the downward dog. We've got um, some reclining poses. We've got your kind of legs up the wall yoga poses. So lots of stretches where you can just take your time, where you can breathe, but where you're also increasing this blood flow as well. So you're increasing hopefully your egg quality, you're directing circulation to support the lining of your uterus, but whilst giving you this lovely breathing time, got the kind of in for three, hold for four, out for five, really useful breathing techniques to help lower your stress, but at the same time still just gently supporting your fertility in the background. And like you said before, December can be really overwhelming, so it can be triggering for people who are trying to conceive, but also some Christmas parties these days, they're starting in October. I'm not ready for this. What is happening? Joking aside, it's getting longer every year and it can be really upsetting for people. So in all seriousness, a, a stretch calming routine whilst gently working on your fertility in the background, I genuinely think is a fantastic thing to do in December. Going back to what we were saying at the very beginning, if January does also work for you as a January start, by gently stretching and maybe doing your push-ups and maybe doing your squats throughout December, it means that you're not coming in cold in January. No sure. pun intended. It means that your brain is okay. Your brain's going, do you know what? I've been moving for the last four months. You're not suddenly going from zero to basically absolute carnage in January. When your body goes, you've been indulging, you've been drinking, you've been eating, and now I'm in the gym. Now I'm trying to do a hit session in the gym when I've done nothing for the last, you know, for the last three months that were Christmas, where I've been going to my office parties. So I honestly believe, like I've said many times, consistency is key. It doesn't have to be consistency in terms of, you know, massively high volumes of training, but just try to keep moving. Just try. Even if it's the stretching, the yoga, the Pilates, just try and keep moving and gently working on your fertility, but also your mental health at the same time, because December can, it really, you know, I speak from experience, it can be a shocker. Add in some relaxation and it's not luxury. This is not a nice to have. This is part of the process as well. I can't stress enough how important the psychological and mental health side of this is, because if your mental health goes, you are not going to work out. You know, you're not going to feel good. You're not going to have the motivation. The mental health it, it doesn't just underpin all of this. It's central to all of this. You can't do one without the other. So building in, again, I've said it before, but this is why in the cool downs and all of my workouts, I do have the, the yoga and the relaxation at the end because I want you to leave every workout feeling nice and relaxed and feeling good and feeling really positive because I want you to keep coming back. You don't have to come back and do a massively hard workout each time, but I just want you to keep coming back because consistency is of course key but I I mean it's really important and your mental health is you know crucial central to all of this so the building in like you said I like how you said it Roisin this isn't a luxury this isn't a, a bolt-on if you can this is your absolute fundamental we're bringing it in December because we know December can be especially triggering but the idea is you bring it in in December and like you said that then carries on so you've got your basic fitness, you bring in your mental health, you bring in your nutrition, and then that carries you into the January start as well. You've already achieved so much then. Look what you've done. And you, you celebrate have, it. And you yeah, celebrate yeah, it. And then you think, okay, what else can I do between now and the summer? And I'm sure we'll have a plan for you then. And part of this challenge, and it is a challenge, we want you to try this, is we will be doing it too. Myself and Maria will be, we will we actually will. be practicing what we preach. We will. We're going to see some squatting. 
where you will be doing some stuff on the Insta about positioning and how to get the right position and making sure no one gets hurt. And we will be progressing through this. We'd love you guys to do this with us. We'd love you to post about it and get in touch about your progress and how, how it's making you feel. And hey, what's the worst that can happen? You're only going to get fitter. You're only going to get leaner. We're getting you beach body ready for Christmas. <laughs> get involved. Maria, what will we be discussing next week? Next week, we are going to talk about how the infertility journey does impact your mental health. Because we have touched on it today, but we haven't ever actually done a whole episode on this. So we're going to look at mental health, fertility journey, and things you can do to try and support your mental health as you navigate the difficulties of fertility. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week. And please rate, comment, and really importantly, share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters. You never know who's struggling and they may need that little bit of extra help. This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. We recommend you consult your doctor when beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Your safety is our priority. This has been a Worth a Listen production.